This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. This episode of I Will Watch Anything Once is brought to you by Rhetoric Coffee. At rhetoriccoffee.com, you can sign up for a subscription coffee service where every other Monday you will receive a new batch of freshly roasted beans. Rhetoric Coffee commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. So just like every movie has its own unique poster, each batch you receive is a unique organic work of art. When you drink Rhetoric Coffee, you can feel good about drinking ethical coffee because they go above and beyond with their coffee and how they pay their artists. Their relationship with the artists allow them to continue making prints of their original work while also allowing Rhetoric Coffee full use of their projects. Everyone wins. It's like when you own the DVD for your favorite movie. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com, use the promo code BOARDWALK, and get 30% off your first roast. Again, that is rhetoriccoffee.com, promo code BOARDWALK, and get 30% off your first roast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Um, it's almost two in the morning. Um, I fell asleep mid-edit of this week's episode, mainly because I couldn't find an angle and what I was satisfied in for an intro, mainly because I wanted to discuss divorce, but... I don't really have a direct um, relationship with divorce. I would It's only from an outside point of view, from either watching a sibling go through divorce, um, watching other friends go through divorces, or dating people that um, have had parents that are um, divorced. So I really don't think I have anything of authority or the point of view to say and or to discuss divorce other than like, let me quote Kramer versus Kramer and act like I know what divorce or how divorce makes one feel. I do feel like divorce has a duality, maybe a little bit of like there's situations where divorce seems to be the best thing for people. But then divorces can really tear families apart um, and change, especially people's childhoods with that split. But again, I have no authority to talk about it. I guess it's just this movie for this week is that really plays a major part um, of the movie, which is sort of not like really focused on. But to me, it's it's something in our culture that's a major part. A major part of people's lives um, and how they view the world is sort of like painted by divorces, by splits um, that occur. Uh, there's changes in people's status quo because of that. Uh, I don't really have any much more to say about it. I just think it's something on my mind. I guess I'm, I don't know if I'm lucky that my parents have stuck together for how many years they have. Uh, maybe a divorce would have made me be able to have a better view uh, of 
relationships. I don't know. Um, I'm laughing through that because I don't know. Um, I guess everybody, we all experience it and look at relationships differently. We only had a thought before we jump into this great conversation with my guest about this week's film is that how much um, I grew up seeing a lot of films just simply because my older sister would be watching them. Sixteen Candles, um, Can't Buy Me Love, which is my favorite 80s of all time movie, my favorite 80s movie of all time, was introduced to me just simply because my sister would be watching it all the time. And I would happen to come across it, and that one has resonated with me, and I still like occasionally watching it when I find it on Netflix or somewhere else. Um, I guess it's a little bit of that romanticized um, high school life that I always dreamed of having because I never really dated or anything in high school. I had a lot of anxieties when it came to dating and uh, women up until I was at least 28 before I could actually overcome those anxieties. But I always dreamed of living in one of those 80s movies, very particular, Can't Buy Me Love. But I'm not going to expand more on that any further. Let's get into this great episode with my wonderful guest, Deborah Tarika. All right, I'm here with Deborah Tarika. Hello. Hello. And we just enjoyed um, the 1960s The Parent Trap, uh, starring Haley Mills. And Haley Mills. (laughs) Haley Mills, (laughs) which uh, we'll get to that. that how that I was duped by this momentarily, <laughs> um, but uh, I just realized too right before you have a the Parent Trap an old poster mm-hmm. an old movie poster of it Pops Love Affair is a three ring circus it's the <laughs> tagline not a very good tagline I don't think I don't think that tagline would sell now it doesn't really capture the movie in any way <laughs> <laughs> not at all it's just like oh a fun way of saying something just finding the way to tie it to the one man in the movie yeah the one man. Oh, boy. We'll get into that. <laughs> when will men have their turn? Huh? Yeah, when will they have their movie? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but great. Uh, thank you uh, for uh, having you let me watch this with you. Um, I The only thing, I, we talked briefly before we watched it, my only knowledge of this movie is like the plot, of course, a little bit. But my this is a movie that my sister would watch growing up. But it was one of the ones I wouldn't sit down and watch for long. And I remember watching this, I only remember two parts, which is probably the very beginning mm-hmm. with there being the camp with the girls. And then there also being a camping scene with a mother getting mad and, and always involved honey. But then I realized like, both involved honey <laughs> yeah. at one point, which was a setup, of course, to come back. But I was like, oh, I must have as a little boy just been like, watch, started watching. Like, no, thank you. Left the room. But then would come back at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, I wonder why do you think you didn't want to watch it? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I have an answer for it. Other than maybe I was like, I want to play Ninja Turtles yeah, or something. Because um, there's other movies that I feel like I would sit and watch. Like she would watch Sixteen Candles all the time, and I would, I didn't. Like, I remember More kissing a lot of that. in it, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you look for movies with just like pure kissing. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of my 80, favorite 80s movies is because she would watch it all the time, which was uh, Can't Buy Me Love, mm. which is absolutely one of my favorites. She would watch that all the time. Yeah. So oh, I don't interesting. know. I really don't know. Huh. 
It's very odd that I wouldn't watch it. But that said, I've never seen it from start to finish or prior to today. So, Deborah, the first question is, why did you want me to see this movie? Um, that's a good question. I think... Uh I don't know. It's it's one of my all-time favorites. I grew up watching it. Um, it was my mom's favorite, I think, when she was growing up. And she kind of, it was like one of her movies that she like shared with us. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it's just a really charming movie. Um, I don't think it's like a quintessential movie in film history. Although it kind of is in some ways with like the effects that it uses. But that's not why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I don't know. I get, it just makes me really happy. And I figured this would be a, a good one to share. I don't, it feels like something that people should watch. That's a great, I think that's a great reason. If it's a, I think because it makes you happy to watch, I, don't, I see that's a good reason to share it. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll totally take it. I'd rather sit and watch something that somebody cares about more so than like, Oh, I hated this. You should watch it. Yeah, that's true. But I don't, it's not like, I don't think of it as like, it's not like sitting down and watching like Lawrence of Arabia. Like it's not right. uh, one of those movies that like people talk about in that regard. But it's still just it's really important to me in my childhood. And um, yeah, that's great. So your your mom introduced it to you. And, and how many do you have? Like a just I, another sister, or how many? I have an older sister and an older brother. Okay. And um, I think the three of us all feel the same way about it. Like I know my sister and I really really like hold it in high regard but I think my brother I I think we all three feel really strongly about it because I think the three of us would sit down and watch it together that's great yeah that's great I could have had that with my sister but apparently I chose not to you chose not to (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you're the baby I'm the baby of my family as Mm. well but I'm of five wow yeah do you I being the baby was always good. Did you get babied a lot, even up until like older? Because I feel like I still, I'm 33 and I still feel like I'm the, I get babied. I don't think I ever got, I'm sure I did get babied. I don't know if I felt that way, but I definitely feel like I get, uh, I don't know. I never really felt like babied, but I definitely got attention. Right. Um, I mean, I was adorable. That's <laughs> horrible as a little kid. Um, and I think, like, because especially, like, my siblings both left for college and then I was the one that stayed around. So, like, I got a lot of extra attention when I can remember it more than probably when my brother did before right. his, uh, me and my sister were born. Um I don't know, but I think my parents still kind of look out for me. Like, my siblings both have kids, and I don't, so my parents still check in with me just to, like, make sure, like, I have what I need, even though they're, they, like, are really, like, doting on the grandkids and mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah. that, like, they don't, they don't let me be forgotten. Yes. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a very similar thing where they've definitely turned a lot of their attention onto my uh, nephews, nieces, their grandkids, but. I will happily, when I go home, will milk the idea of, like, can I get, like, a pair of pants while I visit? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they're like, oh, you're the only you're the only single family member? And it's like, all right. Here's so that I'm pair of pants. Kid. Yeah. It's a really small ask. <laughs> a pair of pants. <laughs> that's like, all I that's... want. I usually, that's the thing I ask for when oh. I go back home. Like, the two visits, I'm like, Mom, could we just, like, go buy me a new pair of pants? You deserve that. Thank you. Do you get it each time? Uh, for the most part, yes. Like, the pants I'm wearing right now my mother bought for love me. it that's good <laughs> and she'll be like okay and i'm like, and I'm like great because sometimes because i think i'm hard on pants mm. that's weird i think it's because of improv yeah i and you're i'm physical, very, very physical stuff, yeah. yeah and so i end up wearing the knees out mm. quicker than a lot of people i think that makes sense so 
And those high kicks. I like just doing random high kicks. You got to do them (laughs) for true improvisers. We all know high kicks are essential. It's very true. (laughs) Uh, But back into the, the parent trap. I, you found this movie delightful. I think it's still a delight. Mm. Like for first viewing, like now I understand, I sort of understand why my sister was watching it all the time. Mm -hmm. Cause it is a delightful movie. And it's, I like, maybe it doesn't like, we always talk about does something live up still. Like that's always that conversation of like, Oh, does it still hold up over time? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. This movie maybe doesn't hold up in the sense of being like a Lawrence, of Arabia, yeah, or anything like that that pushes cinema. But I think as a movie that's entertaining and has a simple plot line and what it seeks to do mm-hmm. does hold up very well, completely. And I think like beyond that, like I was saying it while we were watching it, like I mean they were, they were thirteen year old girls, in it, but like I wanted everything that everyone was wearing. Like they look like the sets look cool. The technology does not look dated. Like it looks better than a lot of the technology now with the twin stuff and like it's yeah it totally still holds up for me I still laugh and it's because they're it's not like this it's they're not like the sweetest little angels like they're little scamps yes girls and they They kind of they do good good scheming but not over the top like all the characters are believable enough as people um and it's pretty well written everything so I think it's like it doesn't ever feel like a silly movie to love from childhood or like I, I like it as an adult as much as I did when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I think it is well written. There's a lot of fun, fun. It's very clear. It doesn't it just gets right into it so fast. Yeah. Uh, like you're just like even their first meeting is so funny to me. It's just it's across like a I, like a food. They're in the cafeteria. Yeah, grabbing camp, for some milk. Milk. And they just happen to like look at each other like they're looking at a mirror. Yeah. Then, but they like lo- there's just so much delight in the fact that no one really is taking the weight of this discovery as serious as you think it would mm-hmm. be. But you're all, you're all, like you buy it because everyone is believable in the way they're reacting. It's just you're like, why isn't why isn't anybody freaking out at the fact that these two girls one look alike and then when they discover oh we are twins yeah. and we've been separated no one's really taking that in yeah that's not the thing they're dealing with ever in the movie is like why were they separated <laughs> yeah but more of like it's more about the parents than it is about the kids yeah and the parents relationship than it is about like the kids relationship to their parents and to each other or at least that's what's held in more in regard in more, yeah yeah I agree. They do deal with it in, in, in some good in way. They don't completely. I wouldn't say they completely disregard it um, because I think they do deal with it in ways that like, oh, we're going to put this on the pl- on the table. Yeah. But it's because like when when uh, it's what are the characters named? Sharon and Susan. Susan. So when and I'm, I'm going to get them mixed up, but the one that goes Everyone back. Does. I know. Oh, my gosh. I'm one of the, of the movie. One of the characters in the movie. That's what I feel like right now. Uh, when the one that goes back to the mom, mm-hmm. or not to the, to the dad, um, that when she calls back to tell her twin, they're like, oh, our dad has met somebody. Mm-hmm. And she's really serious about it. The other is like, no, don't worry about it. I want my time with my mom. Yeah. And I think that's a way that they do really deal with actually the separate, like the dealing with the separation yeah. part of it. It's not like, of course, it's not the 
the focus of the film, but it's like, okay, at least they're dealing with that. Yeah, and I think the kids deal with it. I think they deal with it on a 13-year-old level because they're 13-year-old girls in it, yeah. and I think they deal with it probably like as much as they can comprehend that because I think you're still at an age at 13 where it's you're not thinking as much about like, oh, one of my parents fully was okay with abandoning me and picking my sister and then acknowledging that my existence, I, I don't have an existence. Like that's literally, so like, I feel like that's a lot for them to deal with. So it's a lot easier to just go like, Oh cool. We're back. Hi. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You're my sister. Great. Yeah. And the, but the parents never dealing with that is like, or never addressing, but I, I don't think I'd want them to address it. That's such heavy stuff to it's go like, way I gave away a child. And then I'm, and I was okay with that for 12 years. That, that yeah. feels like a heavier, a much heavier thing to deal with. Yeah, that's like if this was remade right now, somebody would do an indie film version of yeah. it and it wouldn't be fun at no. all. <laughs> no, it would be, I'm sure it, yeah. It'd be the, they'd probably be older. They'd deal with it like when they're like 20, oh. in their 20s. They can't, they have discovered themselves when they're in tough, trouble times. Like, oh, and I also was abandoned by one of my parents. Yeah. That's rough. That's but they do deal with it, though, in the film in two ways that I think that are nice is that when they actually, when they start to reveal to everybody that they are, mm-hmm. the mother's reaction to it is very touching. Yeah. Like, she takes it in as like, oh, this is a moment. Well, we don't we don't deal with it. We don't have, like, a large dramatic scene. But yeah. she is emotionally changed by it. Yeah, for and sure. I, and I think that is a good way. Like, yeah, they silently deal with it. We at least see the effect that her, her other daughter in her life is affecting her. Yeah, and I, I like... Yeah, and I, I think they deal with it enough. I, I know we were, like, kind of making fun of it as we were watching it. But it is, like, it's probably the perfect amount. And as, especially, like... I don't need the movie to be any longer than it is. It it's is like a little over two, over two hours. So like, I don't, it's not that I want them to spend more time dealing with the thing where we're like, well, we're going to accept it no matter what. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. The movie's the parent trap. Yeah. But there, we want to see the trap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we exactly. got the parents. Now we want the trap. Yeah. Uh, I realized like if anybody hasn't seen this movie, the whole plot of the movie is that's listening is, uh, essentially two girls at a, a summer camp they end up meeting and they look identical, mm-hmm. except for the only difference is one has long and the other one has short hair. Mm-hmm. They end up, which I love this immediate like hatred for your doppelganger. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a threat. Yeah, what is like a yeah them calling each other like ugly and stuff is like such an interesting. Yeah, thing. like when she does the insult and they're in the boat before they tip them over, mm-hmm. I found that insult so funny to go up to somebody that looks identical to you and go, oh, look, then they they look just like who? Oh, Frankenstein. <laughs> and essentially you're calling your, I would be immediately like, you're Frankenstein too. I yeah. look just like you. <laughs> like you're insulting yourself. But they just, nah, we'll dunk you in the water. <laughs> I do think it's, it, you know, you're talking about like people not reacting to it. And I do think there's something really interesting about like, that's because it's so ridiculous to think of parents doing that, that I think people would, I'd rather go, yeah, they look a lot alike. That's kind of crazy and not deal with the fact of like the real story of it. Yeah. So maybe that, that was just their defense mechanism with that. Oh, totally. And I think they play that very well because the one who's always thinking about food yeah, is Susan, like, yeah. yeah, she's not putting it together. She's yeah. just like, this is fun. We look alike and we're now friends. Yeah. We start out as enemies. And the other one's like, no, I'm adding this all up yeah. and realizing we are sisters. And she's the one that has to present the picture of the mom to mm. her to be like, no, look. 
And it's funny that she's the only one that didn't had a memory of the mom, and yeah. she didn't have a memory of her dad, really. I Did think because she? She, she had said that the picture of the mom was up. That's right. And then it was taken down. That's right. But I, I love that. Like, as a writer, I love that scene so much where they go from enemies to, like, uniting um, or, or, like, to allies, because it's... I. It feels so quick, but it feels so earned. Um, and it's not even the like, oh, we're realizing we're sisters. Just one goes to help the other one. And they kind of are like, oh, we're kids. Let's just be friends. Like they just yeah. got over their hatred so quickly, but in a very, I don't know. I want to be able to like write a scene like that where it's earned and yeah. still like efficient. <laughs> but I think it works because I think like coming up, we both came up like at different times, but in a similar, the same community of UCB. Yeah. I think that it's weird that you do meet people that way, where you don't immediately like hate them, but you're like, you're trying to find your place mm. in the community so you might be like, I'm just gonna kind of like be a little distant from you. Yeah. But then you find yourself like a year later going, oh, I now hang out with this yeah, person. Yeah, totally. <laughs> sometimes I feel like for that, it's like sometimes it's like oh, I, I saw you perform and like I get it, or we've just had one conversation. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is exactly. Cool. Yeah. So I, do, I buy it. I yeah. buy that you could go through that phase of like, eh, and then, oh, no, we're cool. Yeah. I totally buy it. Yeah. Especially young, as you're younger, too. Because mm. uh, I remember being a kid and you were like all over the place. Yeah. And 13's the, wor- like, 13's the worst age. Yeah. Like, how, what grade are you in at that point? I think like eighth grade. Yeah. Oh, I was, eighth grade was bad for me. Yeah. Me too. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah. I, that's when I found drama was in eighth grade mm. because I was just like a little, a short kid, got bullied a lot. Um, Luckily, like, I, I at least was coming to the point where I could stick up. Yeah. Like, there was a couple of bullies. This kid named Dax. I remember I had to push back. Oh, that's such I, a bully's name. Oh, it's Yeah, Dax. Yeah, that's totally, good, right? Yeah. And, he, of course, he had, like, a flat top with, like, spiky hair. But I remember <laughs> pushing him back into a desk until his, his lower back hit it, and then he never bullied me again. That's amazing. <laughs> it's, like, a weird, like, cinematic moment. Yeah. But then I had another bully. Who, I think his name was Daniel Burr. Also a great bully yeah. name. Yeah. And I remember him doing a similar thing, and I just had to like just stick up until like okay you're not gonna leave you're gonna leave me alone for now yeah because you know I won't just walk away oh, or take good. it but then I found drama that's where I found drama it was like oh okay this class everybody else was doing instruments and mm-hmm. I was like I'll take drama class oh I like that and then Miss McDougal changed my life Aww. she wrote yeah I'll probably talk to I think I've talked about it on this podcast <laughs> before <laughs> it was just like it's, it'll be one of those people that you're like oh just because they were like encouraging you're just like, oh, okay, cool. I can get through eighth grade. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I feel like I had a little bit of the opposite. I had some really nasty teachers oh, in eighth no. grade. It was just a really... Girls are... It's so different because, like, the way you can... I mean, it's not... I was not bullied, but, like, girls are just mean. So even the way in the movie where they, like, physically, like, fought and then, uh, like, sabotaged each other and all that, like, that almost feels like a stretch because it's so... My experience was just very, like, oh, they're just mean. And they're just... They'll ignore you or they'll, like, just little things. Mm -hmm. And it's so much more, like... Uh, like under the skin kind of thing like yeah. not it's not a, a shoving thing it's like uh, oh I'm gonna fuck with your head yeah and then you're gonna hate yourself it's horrible it's very I hated junior high Ugh, I I'm sorry to bring up that old no I'm, I'm okay I found comedy and now I'm okay great love it um it's great but that's like it's funny that they do depict that and they do get too physical probably cinematic you just want to show physical but 
I don't know. I mean, I, of course, can't understand because I grew up a, a boy. But, <laughs> but like, you girls get, in a sense, I don't know where how early it comes out, but you guys get taught how to be passive-aggressive yeah. in the most, like, the highest degree. It's so early and of an age, it sounds. I think it's just a lot of emotionally driven stuff more than it is, like... I don't know. It's so it's nature and nurture. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Both just it's a lot. I don't know. I hear you. I lucked out and was like raised with my sister, so I think I became. I'm like a boy or man that now that's like overly sensitive. Mm. I'm like I wear everything on my sleeve, and it's just like uh, I can't communicate it. But here it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. I feel like a lot. I, it's it is nice where people as you get the older you get the more hopeful. I guess uh, we're, we're in a very like insular world yes. where I feel like a lot of people know how to deal with things in a more like uh, mature way. I don't know. Or uh, at least like empathetic I think way. Yeah. There's moments. There's moments where I can deal with things in a mature way. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm a wreck. Yeah. I'm a wreck. And I probably the person that people think I'm probably crazy, but it's like, okay, I'll get over through it. Yeah. You're human. We all have our <laughs> ways of dealing with things. Exactly. But at least they're not pranks. That's true. At least I'm not pranking people That's or true. trying to be cruel. These <laughs> girls, they did some great pranks. Yeah, I, I the like back the and forth. Too. The dress, removing of the dress is so funny. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's a really good prank. And yeah. you pulled it off so smoothly. Um, yeah, I love that. That whole scene is so fun because it is just, it's the most comedic of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the all the physical comedy in it of just, like, the table collapsing and the guy trying to catch all the <laughs> things. And then the punch coming down and splashing <laughs> him in the face. And then the woman holding the, I've got a cake in my hands. And uh, <laughs> lifting the cake up and having it fall on her face. Like, that whole sequence is so fun and active. Yeah. And, yeah, and then I, the rest I of the movie that. doesn't really have that until the, the, until the third trip. act. The yeah. cabinet trip. A lot of it is just, like, verbal scheming and, like... Mm-hmm. And at that point. Yeah. And it's all carried. It It is like so insanely impressive. Haley Mills carries an entire movie it, like flawlessly. She does an amazing job. Let's talk about yeah. I was legitimately duped because <laughs> I did not. Let's, let's just start because <laughs> I clearly did not read the credits correctly because we started it. The credits are, are the credits are already delightful. It's stop motion animation. Mm-hmm. It's really a cute, uh, overly cute. Yeah. Like to the point where it's like delightful that they did the credits this mm-hmm. way, which I love because like nowadays it feels like all credits are sort of simplified now. Yeah. And these are or they're like the same pattern every time like the X-Men movies. I'm like, stop swirling through something. Yeah, it's like a true title sequence. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it's like an overture. They're using the title as an overture that you mm-hmm. get to settle in and be like, okay, this is what we're in for. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but it clearly it said Haley Mills and Haley Mills. My brain apparently was not paying close attention and thought that was two different people. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand how I got... So I'm watching half because got, it says got, both because it says Haley Mills and Haley Mills, so that would imply two people. I think they're being cute about they're it. They're being very cute yeah. about it, but I did not register it. So about <laughs> probably a third, almost near the end of the movie, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned like I like I just casually mentioned while we're watching the movie, like man, every time they keep showing these two twins, like I keep thinking it's superimposed, but I know they're twins, and you're like, no, Dave, <laughs> it's one person, and I'm like, wait, what? I was duped the entire movie. I thought it was too... I legitimately thought that 
It was two two actresses. It's a, they did an amazing job, and I, I was reading about it a little bit. And I guess there's they had one woman that was playing in the scenes um, where like, like her back is turned. Yeah, I figured like, that. Uh, this woman named Susan was. Um, Playing both of them, like playing the opposite as needed. Uh, and she, oops, I'm mixing up two stories I just realized. One is she agreed to be uncredited um, in wow. it, which is need, necessary, I think, to like be as cute as they're being with it. But uh, in the times where it was like both Haley Mills playing with uh, against herself, I think Walt Disney uh, or David Swift, the director, originally was like, did not have a lot of that. He had that woman, Susan, in there like a lot more. And Walt Disney, I think, like saw the footage or something and he thought it looked amazing. So he's he like had him rewrite it to have them in it more. Uh, and it worked really, really well because it looks amazing. It's it doesn't it. It doesn't. There's modern movies that I think I see it so much more. Totally. Like, I'm like, eh. Like, I, could probably, I can't think of one right now, but I know there's a movie in the movie theater I've seen this effect and been like, yeah, I can see the, I can see the effect. Yeah. This feels so... And it, maybe it's just because it's... Is this done in technical... Yeah, this is technical. I think so, yeah. It could be that. Yeah, it says at the yeah. bottom of the poster. <laughs> I quickly looked over. And... But I'm like, maybe it's just the era of the way the films were made. But, man... Uh... I am just completely I'm I'm so impressed by it. But it's yeah, it's the I think it's the practical nature too. I think it's like using film and being able to like edit it together where yeah. they just you they just can't cross a line and then they can do whatever they want cuz all they have to do is film that scene twice put it together and then that's fine but like when you think about it like the I forget what that movie was called I think it was like Tom Hardy was in it it was the Cray I forget what it is I think I know what you're talking about he plays two characters I never saw it and it was like wow look at what Tom Hardy's doing but it was like yeah, but they did the the first movie to do this was in sixty one. Yeah. I think this was the first movie to do it. I would, and they did it. I didn't see the the Tom Hardy one. I didn't so either. I <laughs> but it's like not a feat anymore. Like, yeah. And also, yeah, I would love. I would love that we could sit down with Tom Hardy and like, and then with you going, yeah, 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 and then pulling out Parent Trap and just sliding it across to it. Just watch this. <laughs> and him kind you of could put, learn getting, something. Just putting Tom Hardy in his place. <laughs> She's amazing. Just because. Opportunity. I, it's not even just the splicing that duped me. It was the fact that, like, their first greeting at the summer camp, the way that there's that, I think they're sitting in the cafeteria, or not in the cafeteria, where they're having the main meeting, mm-hmm. summer camp, and you're introducing the summer camp, you're introducing the, the head of summer camp, mm-hmm. and they show them both in their separate shots, and they look at each other. The way they look at each other and acknowledge, and the way they say, I legitimately was like, that's just two actresses. Haley, I'm sorry, Haley Mills, you're a great actress. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Especially at a young age, because I was convinced that these were two different people that looked alike but had completely different mm-hmm. personalities. She's so good in it. And I, I it like makes me really happy. Like this is a childhood movie that like I, I was raised on. It's like been such a good influence on me, but it's also like I think she passes the Bechdel test on her own. She does. She <laughs> Which totally is like amazing. Does. Like one person <laughs> passing the Bechdel test. But like it's such a like it, it is really interesting on the poster that they would have it be uh, like the tagline about dad because this movie basically I think it has two men in total it's like an all girls camp it's all about the twins and their mom relationship with their mom and like all this stuff and it's just a really cool thing that they that it has 
men don't play that much into it. Yeah, and it's weird because we're still we're fighting over this right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're watching this just as the new Ghostbusters came out. Yeah. And there's been so much weird <laughs> A baffling uproar about a movie that has four female leads. Yeah. Like, such weird backlash. Yeah. That I'm like, well, I don't understand our world. But looking back, we just watched a movie from the 60s. Yeah. Which has, like you said, only one male lead and a couple of a lead small parts. Totally. But it's really the focus is two girls and their mom. Mm-hmm. And then, like, uh, the villain who's... And the villain is a girl woman, too! Yeah, it's really cool. And it's like, it works! Yeah. Why do we... Why... But all all you idiots online are wrong! I <laughs> bet if this had been made in, like, the 50s with Dick Van Dyke, and then remade with Haley Mills, the, Maybe, the yeah. newspapers would have been just of, upset. Ugh. Just God. really miffed. It's like, it's just upsetting. Like, what? <laughs> Why? Why can we not? Like, it's so weird to me. I Just from my perspective, I can't even, I, I have a hard time because I'm incapable of even rapping and understanding that point mm-hmm. of view of like, oh, three women leads. Why would you ruin something? Like, yeah. no, what are you talking about? How is that even possibly? Yeah, it doesn't go back any race. The thing that you held so precious from childhood, and, and it probably—I okay. haven't seen it yet. You have, but it's like also—it's like it probably just if if it's it probably is improvement. I like Ghostbusters, but the movie has moments that it's flawed. Yeah, it clearly is a movie that was like you can clearly see stuff was edited and put to sham. Like it's really like it's a, not, it feels yeah, like a it's rushed movie. Totally, and it's just—I think people—it's just precious because it's child. It's so many people's childhoods, and right. I, I think the remake is super fun. It's really funny. Like, I can't all, wait to see all it. The, yeah, it's just a fun movie. Like, I, I guess you have to compare the two because it's a, a remake. A remake or, but, you know. It's, but is, is it technically a sequel, though? Well, I don't know. I mean, you, I was just curious in the movie if they, it's more if they if they treat it like a reboot or do they treat it like... I think they treat it like a reboot. Like, okay. they, it's like it's an origin story. Okay, so. great. Then they're rebooting it. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. I don't, we don't need other garbage. And nostalgia is so overrated, in my opinion, Me anyway. Too. I too. am Everything right now, we're like, in the last 10 years, it feels like we're stuck. We're stuck constantly looking back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. Stop telling me we need to remake, like, like we can't. It's like a lot of movies that have come out that people have loved. I haven't hated, but I've gotten, like... I don't like them as much as everybody else yeah. because they feel like everyone is talking about how this reminds them of the past. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't appeal to me. The movie just, I want it to stand on its own legs. It's a weird thing. I think it's, uh, I'm sure there's been like great think pieces written about this, but like it feels like it's because the internet makes everything so accessible that mm-hmm. this is an age where we can go back to that and we've never been able to do that before. So having that at our fingertips makes it nostalgia so much easier to like have and to yeah. to think about and to like access and in some sometimes it can be great i'm not a big nostalgic person there's not a, it's not like no. a you, you won't come to my house and find a lot of like that that kind of stuff here but i don't think um but, we all have things that we yeah. hold on to. I just, yeah, I'm not a person that's like, well, I have to hold on to this forever. Yeah. I'll, I've even thought about getting rid of, like, right now, I mean, other than money-wise, I'm like, why do I have all, why do I keep all these movies that I never watch? Yeah. And it's not that I don't love them still, but there's a part of me that goes like, why don't I just sell these off, not have them cluttering around? Mm-hmm. And the one that, when I get back to the moment that I actually re- revisit them, it'll be a little, it will actually be 
more precious than having it hanging there as like a thing of like, oh, I have to identify with this. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, no, I'm who I am regardless if I like this or that. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a heavy thought. It's a heavy thought. I'm going to have to think about that a little bit. I'm keeping my poster. That's what you're implying. No, I'm <laughs> keeping my poster. I have posters. I'm just I have a digital poster. I'm not getting rid of it. I'm not saying you shouldn't get rid of that poster. That poster is great. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, to me, I don't think that's indicative of what we're saying. No, I don't no, think no, you're somebody so that's like, oh, I'm, we need to remake these movies. No. Well, I think that's just a lack of creativity. In some ways. Like, I, I think there are... What was I just watching? Oh, I just watched um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane for the first time. I've never seen this it. This week. Oh. I hear it's intense. It's really intense and it's really great. And that's one where, like, I would like to see... Uh, uh, I'd be, And I know there have been remakes of it, but I, I would be interested to see, like, a director that I respect's take on an, a modern version of it. Because I do think times are so different that there are things that are warranted like Ghostbusters was super cool because like the technology to do like the ghosts are great in it and like everything it's just it's different enough like it's a it's a unique enough idea that it can be written again but there are some where I'm like yeah I don't think we really need I'm trying to think of an example and I can't right now I think there there is are there are examples I know exactly what you're saying because I there's movies I'm like oh I I can't remember what I watched I watched something recently too that I was like, I wouldn't mind a remake of it because it, it's just like genre pieces sometimes are, I think, yeah. should be open for remakes, especially like you said, like technology can change. It might be able to, you can uh, retell it and kind of like put light on like what our modern day is like. Like, I wasn't mad about Star Wars, for yeah. example. Like, it's nice to like someone going, we're going to redo essentially a sequel that's a reboot mm-hmm. and be able to push it forward so we can have a female lead and a lead that's African, uh, that's black. Yeah. Like, that's important to me. Yeah. Or at least I think important to the world. I think too, like, uh, as long as I, I kind of don't care really, like, uh, if, if it makes people happy, cool. As long as they keep making movies like The Lobster and movies like uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. things like that, like, then make whatever movies you want as long as the ones that are artistic and creative and new are still being made. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't, it truly doesn't affect me in any way. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, I'm not, I'm truly not one that like, this is the most I've talked about this stuff because I, I, tend to not I don't get worked up about that stuff because I it just I don't give a shit it's a waste of energy sometimes <laughs> yeah so as long as like, they're making like good things and the, uh, I was gonna say like in terms of the nostalgia thing I'm, I'm watching Stranger Things right now have you seen that oh yet? I love it I still have a few episodes left so I am not finished it okay. either I'm, a, I'm only on four so. but it's like one, that's one where it's it, it feels like the perfect amount of nostalgia I agree but it's so well made and it's still character driven and it still makes me feel while it's doing these homages to like these great directors and stuff like it doesn't it's perfect it's a really like so that's the kind of thing I I don't mind that but there's most of the time that kind of thing I'll be like no thanks I don't need that really because I think a lot of times things start to wink at you or they try to drive it home like see what we're doing yeah I'm letting you know we're doing this in a weird way yeah versus that I think it's like no we just happen to put this story in a period we're treating Mm -hmm. it like a period piece we don't need to wink at you yep we like even the Millennium Falcon being in it 
doesn't feel like this complete like like 80s, we gotta drive it home. 80s, 80s. 80s. Yeah. it just was like yeah kids at that time would have that toy yeah. mm-hmm. great I love that there's yeah. gonna be a time when someone makes a 90s movie I'm gonna get oh, maybe I'll make a 90s movie and I'll put Power Rangers in their hands yeah or a Ninja Turtle and it's like I don't it's just that's what they would have yeah absolutely it's, yeah you can call an homage of course because it's your childhood you're gonna anything I mean if you're writing from what you know like everybody says you're yeah. you're giving homage to your life at all times in a yeah. weird sense true and they use I mean they use like direct shots from things but I think it's all very purposeful but not too over the top what shot they use in the first that I might ju- they use I might like, I, in the catch. first episode I think they use uh, uh, like when he runs out of the house into the shed it's like the shot from E.T. oh like, that it's is a true lot of stuff. you're um, right you just made me Look at that. Yeah, I'm super smart. I didn't, I didn't, that wasn't my observation. I stole that from somebody else. <laughs> that's okay. That's all, that's all good. I don't, I don't catch everything. I one time, did you ever see the movie The Fountain? Mm. With Darren Aronofsky movie? Mm, it's I, okay if you haven't. I don't think so. Because there's sometimes I'll notice movies. I was sitting, I saw this movie by myself. In the movie theater, maybe a couple people scattered in. And in the middle of the movie, there's a shot-for-shot recreation from an old Akira Kurosawa movie called Mm. To Live. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably the only one in the movie that recognized it. And I I literally out loud go, Akira! And it's the name of the movie in the movie. And I was just like, oh, they probably think, somebody probably just thinks I'm crazy right now. But it's like shot-for-shot. I'm like, that's great. But it's like sometimes you notice it because that's what you glom to. Yeah, absolutely. Is that a time travel movie? No, no, it's it. I can understand why it would have time travel. It's remember. more just like there's three timelines going on simultaneously through the movie. Um, oh yeah, I'll, have to, I'll, I'll I, I'm a huge see. fan of it. Yeah, because uh, I think it's a movie that's dealing with. It's about dealing with grief and mm-hmm. just can you, you like that process. Yeah, movies are just science. When science fiction deals with those kind of things, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so check that. it out. Okay, I will. It's no Parent Trap. Well, nothing is. Nothing, <laughs> nothing ever will is. Be. Uh, this movie is very delightful. Again, Haley Mills. Wow, uh, great. The it's there's so much packed into this movie yeah. too because you go through a whole thing of them discovering who they are. Then we do the whole like we're just going to switch places to get to know each other, mm-hmm. the parent that we haven't had. Then it's like okay, we're going to get them together. Yeah, we're going to get them. Our plan is to get them back together, and that's a wild. Like thought for these two little girls to make because it's like you don't know where they are. The parents, yeah, for all well, you know they they broke up because they hate each other. They clearly, I think they did, they did hate right? each yeah. other. Well, and it is like, yeah, all they know is that they never remarried. And I did notice, like, uh, I just don't know what enough about like the times, I guess. But like the whole time, Maureen O'Hara's character is wearing a wedding ring, which is like, I, I don't know if that was li- literally like the actress's wedding ring that she forgot to take off, or right. if that's a purposeful thing that she never got over the marriage. So it's just like that's their way of telling us that um but it's like the yeah the kids have no way of knowing the parents mentality but it goes back to the thing of like because the parents refused to tell them that they're that they, they existed they didn't even know they had a sister it's so mean wow and you think that you would check in with each other to yeah. see if you sent them to the same camp yeah or just like, to wow. see how your kid was doing yeah. <laughs> Like the whole part when the, the dad meets, he's like, "I haven't seen you since you were a baby," and you're yeah. in diapers, and it's like, "That's insane." It's uh, I can't even imagine. Like how? Like you guys are processing it so well. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess they have. Like since they're identical twins, maybe they feel like they have. 
Yeah, I guess you are looking essentially at the same person. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you've been around. It's so weird. You've been around. But yeah, it takes its time telling it. But I, I appreciate that because I think also like the scenery is so beautiful. Like when the shots oh. in, I, I don't know if it was actually shot in Carmel. I think it was though. But like Carmel and Monterey, it's just like beautiful. Oh, it's so gorgeous. It's like, especially like you're thinking of a time when it was and like it's cluttered. There's nobody around. Yeah. It's still old Holly. A Back bit of when old. America was great. Yeah, America was <laughs> Make it great again. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. I hate that I even just said that. <laughs> Um, but there is like something that's like weird. Like we live in a we live in a state a city that used to be like you could shoot anywhere and it would just be you wouldn't nobody would have been around. Yeah, and you could do get shots like that. Now I think it's like it'd be take a top dollar to clear people out. Yeah, to give the illusion that no one's around. It's um yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I love I I love anything. Where you get to see what it used to look like. Yeah. I mean, I guess it looked basically the same as it does now because they were on like a golf course and yeah. <laughs> things like that. But but those woods, man, when they go camping, are gorgeous. It's really pretty, like, and their would... summer camp, like that, makes me. I used to go to uh, summer camp every summer growing up. We'd go to a sleepaway camp um, for a month, and like it had that. It wasn't quite that campy, mm-hmm. um, but it was definitely like it. It makes me nostalgic for that a little yeah. bit. Speaking, of, okay, maybe I do get a little well, bit. I, of I, that. I, I think, I think just, just real quick. I it's think different. Just, it's nostalgia different. is fine when you have it in the moment. Like yeah, right now, yeah, you're yeah. rekindling. It's the fact that I think a lot of people live in a constant totally. state of nostalgia. Totally. Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. And this uh, holding it up way higher than it yes. needs to be. Yes, rather than course. just like, oh, I'm reliving this right now while we while yeah, we're discussing yeah. it. Um, but my summer camp experience was not like that. But it was, but it is this, yeah, that summer camp looks so fun. Like all of oh, it, yeah. just, just being able to go and be by a lake where it's not like I've, I've gone to Big Bear over like Labor Day before and it's, you just can't even find space to, I just don't even bother going to the lake anymore. Cause there's not, mm-hmm. there's so many people everywhere. Yeah. I'm a shut in. It's okay. The world has caused you to be a shut in. <laughs> it's pushing you away with the amount of people that we keep allowing to grow. <laughs> but I, no, but I, I did the same thing. I had summer camp. Mine was Boy Scouts. So it was never in a cabin. So that, like, I was like, that's fancy. Like, I was, like, impressed. In Were you movie. intense? Yeah. I oh. always, I think the closest thing I was ever to a cabin was, like, I remember one summer camp when we were up in a, a, a camp called Steiner and the Uentas, and I think they were like half. They were open cabins in a sense. Like you would, you would put, a, you'd have like bunks uh-huh. on the walls, and you'd lay your like pad and your sleeping bag on it. But it's open. There was never like a clo enclosure. Wow. So I never stayed ever in like an actual cabin. It was always because I'm a big. I mean, I don't do it enough because I, I just don't have the time or the money to to check out and go camping a lot yeah. during the summers. I try to go once. But I love camping. And I, it's funny because you were pointing out uh, the Hanky. Oh, uh, Hank, Hanky? Uh, Hanky? Hecky. 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 How he was like, ooh, he's the perfect guy in this movie, actually, because he's like, I, he like, takes care of everyone. Yeah. He's a like, very nice guy. He understands the girls and he sleeps outside. Like, the last couple of times, like, I've camped, 
I've slept under the stars a lot of times. That's cool. I love it. Because I, I don't mind being dirty when I go camping. I'm like, well, I'm out here. Who yeah. cares? The dirt doesn't bother me. The bugs do. Oh, I'm bugs super are the worst. Pho- phobic, and it's um, I hate it because it keeps me from doing stuff. But I um, I haven't been camping since college, and I I don't even think it was like it was camping, but it was like we slept out on the beach, um, and, cool. and we still did the campfire and stuff like that. But um, I, I do want to do it, but I also uh, I'm so phobic of. Bugs. Well, and I hate. Oh, I I'll wish tell you, I wasn't. do this. If you want to go camping, one you could like. I even though I prefer the other, I still like. I'm going back in August for a week to camp with my mm, family. Fine, but it's a pull up. We just pull up. Our our way of camping when I'm in Utah is really silly because my parents live on the the mountain bench, so we're about twenty thirty minutes away tops when you drive up. Yeah. So what they do is they get for a week. They get a plot. They have a one. They sleep in a trailer that they just. Um, pull up with my dad's truck. They sleep in there. I get a tent when I go stay just to have my own space. And But every morning we get up, we have breakfast in the mountains, we go probably go for a hike, then we make our way back down, we take showers, <laughs> we maybe see a movie or do stuff at home, then dinner time, we like we make our way back up and have dinner around, and then we sleep up there That's, for the I night. That's kind of love that. That's <laughs> a, perfect, a, a perfect scenario. Because it's also, the not being able to shower is tough it I is. feel like and I don't want to I don't like doing the gender divide but I feel like for boys where you don't have like you don't have to worry about washing your hair and stuff oh, like that but yeah. like I think I'm just being a big baby I am a big baby about that stuff <laughs> and I try really hard not to be so like I, I would be down I, I've we've talked about going camping but um yeah, I just gotta do it. Just I think just do, do that because I did that. Like me and Farley Elliot, you know Farley. Mm-hmm. We've gone camping a, a bunch where we hike in, but then we've done of one or two times where you just pull up and drive. That's what I would suggest. One, you just do the one where you pull up yeah. and you camp, and then I have my car. Yeah, and you have your car. You have like a night. You just do one night. Don't you have, don't have to do mm-hmm. the week thing or anything like that. And just get like things like I. There's bug candles that you just light as soon as you get there and put them around. Because okay. they typically will, once they get in the aroma around, they keep most of the bugs away. Oh, that's good. Stuff like that. Bug spray, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, the givens. Okay. There's ways to, I think, be comfortable. Especially yeah. if you do tents. You just got to be mindful of, like, don't, whoever you're with, like, be clear, like, sift that up. Yeah. Oh, they'll know. Like. Oh, they'll know. <laughs> oh, that's not an issue. Because, <laughs> like, I'm not, a, like, I'm not, like, a, a, a phobic or, like, I'm... Maybe I'm just a dirty person, but or I'm okay with it. But I'm also like those things. I'm like, I'm zipping up. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. get in my 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 sleeping bag and have a fucking creepy crawler. Yeah, no thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. No yeah. thank you. Okay, like, I can things do that. still freak me out. I'm scared of spiders still. Yeah, well, I don't know. think you outgrow that. No. I don't think that's like an age They're thing. Creepy. Yeah. I don't get, I get them. That. They're get too that. small. They can get places I don't know. Yeah. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. They hide in the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love there was a, like a Disney little like music sequence. I feel like this era of Disney yeah. had a lot of like they just throw in a little music number. Yeah, like when the girls do the little performance. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I love, I think that's part of the like the Disney. Like I have the soundtrack because it's such a fun soundtrack yeah. to it um, and there's, she's so cute when she's singing it but it is it's such a like and that's part of it I think even the like the beginning part where uh, of all Disney movies where it shows the castle and the like the, it makes you feel or makes me feel at least like home I don't yeah, know I, I think yeah. that's the whole purpose of it I guess but um, but yeah I love it when they do stuff like that and they they 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it is. It's a warm. These are welcoming movies. Like, yeah. There was an era like as much as there's like a dark like spot on Walt Disney being like an anti-Semitic person, even though like sadly our history was full of people in power with yeah. that, uh, that thought process. If you ever watched the Henry Ford documentary, you learn how horrible of a man that was. Oh, no. But like he really ushered in like these movies that were like. Four families mm-hmm. and children, like, that are, like, they're warm while you watch them. That's the best way to, like, you said it, to describe is, like, they feel like a warm home. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen a movie, unless I'm forgetting one, that I've felt that way. Even the new animated movies I like and I can appreciate, but, like, these movies, the way they look, that era is just so welcoming. I Yeah, and I... I- do a uh, same thing. I wonder if it's like because it's attached to our childhood, so there's like a, such a, a feeling with that. But I think it's also they feel grounded. Like that movie, Parent Trap, does not feel cheesy to me. And I think mm-hmm. that's a huge element of like kids' movies and kids' TV these days. Is is very these days? I've just aged myself <laughs> fifty years. Um, but like, there's such a like cheesiness, like wish fulfillment kind of thing attached to them, and. That's not what this movie is. Like we talked about it when we sh- when they show like the bra and they showed uh, yes. Haley Mills butt. Um, uh, like things, two things, things I was like very that. surprised were going to be in this. Yes, their their slaps are violent. Yeah, and which is she uh, and like uh, Maureen O'Hara punching Brian Keith. Like all those things is very. That's way more real and way more like it. Not that I can connect with like the slapping, but like all of that stuff just feels. It's less censored. It's less PC, and yeah. it, it makes it way more enjoyable to watch because it doesn't feel like we're tiptoeing around things. Even even though like certain things are like completely ignored, of course. Right. But um, I, I don't know. Like it, it that that to me is like a really big appeal to it. And so yeah, the movies now, at least stuff for kids, it is much harder to find something that's. I don't know, like those like Escape to Witch Mountain or Swiss Family Robinson, mm-hmm. like all those, even through like the 80s where like, I don't know, they just didn't, it, kid, kids got hurt and it was okay. Like things, yeah, things like and you that. Let kids, you let kids watch something that was going to affect them. Yeah. Now, I mean, I, I again, I'm not on top of all the kid movies. No. I haven't even seen a lot of the last Pixar's or anything, but it still does feel like a lot of movies are like, or television or media for kids does sort of like, we'll deal with it. We're going to talk about it. But you don't just let them see stuff that's going to happen in like, yeah, like in life. Like, shit, sometimes you're going to, you're going to get angry with another girl. Yeah. And then just and let it's that okay. happen. Yeah. Without it being like, gee, I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah, we need to sit be... down and teach a lesson. Yeah. It's, um, I'm writing something right now with, um, Alex Fernie, my husband. Um, I feel like I need to say that. I, I don't know. Liked, so it's not I just, just a like, random yeah, person. Like <laughs> He's the person I'm, uh, I've chosen to write with for the rest of my life. Great. Um, In so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> we're writing a, uh, a Disney pilot together. Um, awesome. And it's been our goal like the whole time to figure out how to kind of capture that how to not talk down to kids how to not make it we we were going way more for like the pete and pete vibe than for a lot of the shows that are on the air not i don't care i don't have kids i'm not around you know i have really young nieces and nephew and like so I'm, i'm still not completely exposed to what's around but it 
that was our main goal in writing this was like, how do we make this something where kids can really actually connect to it rather than like aspire to it? Yes. And I think that's a big thing with what's now versus like the 60s through the 80s. And yeah. 90s. I don't know. And maybe this is a weird branch to, or a, a possibly is like. And like, I like that we're in an era that we're sensitive about children and what they're going to see and stuff because. We are full of a world where there's things I'm like, you shouldn't see that. Yeah. But there's a bit of it like in this, it's like, oh, we're not being overly sensitive. There was like, no, nah, this is let them see that. Yeah. This is what's part of life. Like, yeah. Clearly, the Disney movie's not going to let certain things get seen, but we're like, we're like yeah, there's violence. We're just going to show it to a, a, a degree that is acceptable. Yeah, in it's this still movie. like cute. Like, they're still, it's not, uh, they're definitely not like hitting real issues there, except yeah. for maybe dealing with divorce, but not really, because they don't right. really deal with no. divorce. No, no. Um, but yeah, it is. It's just more fun to watch it this way, where like those girls can fuck with an adult. Yeah. And like watch her lose her mind. And, <laughs> and maybe that's out there now. I don't know. Because they did remake this movie. Yeah. In have you seen that remake? I have. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Like I'm, I'm not up here. Like that's the stuff where I'm like, cool. It doesn't change. Right. That movie being remade affect did not affect how I feel about the original in any way. And they have... Um, do you know they have sequels of Parent Trap yeah, too? Yeah, there's two more, right? There's two more plus like a bonus one because there's Parent Trap a Two, bonus. which is like um, where it's uh, I forget if it's Sharon or Susan grown up, and then the kids trying to get her like the parent. It's two girls that become best friends in like summer school, and then one is going to have to move away unless they can get their parents to fall in love, and one oh. of them, one of the, the mom is. Um, Sharon or Susan. Um, and then the third one is with the triplets, um, the Creole triplets who were on Saved by the Bell, or at least one of them was on Saved by the Bell. Um, it's these three girls. They're triplets. I think I forget their, their names are like Leanna, Joy. I forget what the other one's name is. I should know these it's things. Okay. I know. Um, and then it's the same thing where like, they kind of do the parent trap thing, but they're actually triplets. They are, they do the parent trap thing to like I think again get the other Sharon or Susan together That's with their so parent. Funny, and then they have one where the same that same world they go to Hawaii. That's so funny. They have so many, and I love that's such a funny way to go with that. To like years later, they're grown up and they're dealing with the same thing. Yeah, but like yeah, and then that and then. The, the, yeah, the remake. I thought the remake. Have you seen the remake? No, I have not. That's adorable. Uh, like Lindsay Lohan does yeah, a really Lindsay good Lohan. job in it. And it's she was the, a great young actress. It's just a charming movie. So I, I get the appeal of it. And it's an easy, like they have one that lives in, it's like London and California or something like that of the twins. I don't, I don't remember. I don't We're trying to deal with a, the accent that Haley Mills has. Yeah, I think so. I, I feel like it's like a little, oh. yeah. Um, but it's cute. It's super cute. That's great. Yeah, I have no, I, ha- I have no issues with it. You sh- as you shouldn't. It shouldn't mm-hmm. affect how you feel about this one that you mm-hmm. love. It could never. It could never. <laughs> sorry, Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> you can't destroy anything <laughs> except you, for yourself. Sorry, Lindsay. You take did care. a good job. Yeah, you did a good job. Take care of yourself, though. <laughs> Please do take care of yourself. Uh, that's great. Um, I had uh, what I wanted. I uh, wanted to ask. Um, was before because we're wrapping up um, about Parent Trap so thank you for 
introduced me to it. Yeah, thanks for like, watching. I'm so glad you liked it. Yeah, I really did. I'll probably end up talking to my sister about it when I either if when I talk to her or when I go back. It'll be a movie I want to see if she's shown to her daughters. Yeah, to be that's honest. oh, I cannot wait. I feel like uh, this might make my siblings mad, but I fully intend to be the one to show it to my nieces and nephews. <laughs> Great. Like that's, but I bet my sister might get to it first. But I bet I could get to my brother's kids. <laughs> Before yeah, he does, he, he has twin girls. Really? Yeah, they're not identical. Uh, are, they, are they separated from the, the mom and dad? Did uh, they do they're a actually pa- they pull a parent trap. They're <laughs> um, they they couldn't if they tried. They're uh, like I, I don't think they'd mind me talking about this because it's super cool. They are my brother and his husband had a surrogate. Then each oh, of them wow. like it's the same egg donor, and then um, each of them. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. You got twins out of that. Yeah. But wow. they're twi- twins and half sisters. That's is what they technically are. So it's really cool. I hope you. I'm going to tell them that I said this, and I hope I you think, won't mind. I, hope, I don't know I don't why. That's, so. that's a cool thing. It's super cool. Yeah. It's uh and yeah, I, I love it. And they are the sweetest. They're How like old are they? they're uh, almost three and a half. Great. Um, so, so when f- they're old enough, I'm going to show them. Pair trap for sure. Oh, that's that's a great thing, especially yeah. for twins. That's, yeah, that'll be really a fun thing it's to really watch. Cool. Because, like, I have a young uh, niece, Nora, that I, I mean, I love all my nephews and nieces, but Nora's, like, the crazy one that I love. Mm. She's just out of her mind. People are like, she's just like you. You drool, She drools. She's at, she says the weirdest. <laughs> That's the first thing they yeah. say. And I still drool to this day. It's like a very, I have an overactive, like, saliva gland. <laughs> Dentists don't like it. Every time I go to the dentist, the little, uh. The suckers mm. is, I swear, they stop in the middle of what they're doing to constantly come back I to believe it. it. And I'm just like, sorry. Yeah. Um, but she's great. So I think she would like this because she's just such a, she's just like a character. Oh, like, I love that. Like, she's so, she's the best. And, um, but yeah, I think they would enjoy this. Yeah. And I feel like this is one, there's certain movies like that I feel like we all grew up with where I'd be very hesitant. I would definitely want to like show them to younger generations, but it would be with a lot of caveats of like, that's not how we tweet, t- tweet women now. That's not how we treat women yeah. now. And like, we're, uh, uh, hope some of us are less racist now, like things like that. Yeah. And this is a movie like the, I don't feel like needs much cav, like many caveats. Cause even the like feminist stuff is still, there's like underlying serv- like, it's there still. is. There's a little bit of, like this is probably one of the most tame misogynistic movies yeah. like seen from an era that is known for its misogyny yeah. at the front lines. So I don't feel like I'd have. I feel like I could just show it as is without ever. Without yeah, and if to you had to, you would. You could. It'd be something I think you could simply address. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be a longer conversation. It'd be like what we were doing. We were sort of laughing at the way. Yeah, there was those moments. Like even like the, there's a couple the moments that stand out. Or one, the dad like. Dealing with like you can't yell at me, and then the one lady passes through. What's that like? Feminism? Yeah, yeah. that's feminist. You're like, oh my, or that's feminine or whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, really? You have to bring that into it. And it's like, oh boy. And that, then like the creepy, the priest is a little creepy, even though yeah. I think they're just trying to make him being an open character to. But you're just like, hey, you're coming off a little weird, priest. But even that, like, she sasses him right back. Yeah, it's not she, that she like sits down and goes like, okay, no, she just yeah. like plays right into She's it. She's playing with him. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's like a fun thing to watch. So it's uh, I, there's very little of any of the men in that movie being uh, even the grandfather and the grandmother's relationship. Like the women are in charge in this movie. A hundred percent. Even yeah. the the housekeeper uh, is like st- like she's more in charge than 
he is. Yeah. Like, in, in every single role, the women are in charge, which is very cool. I wonder if there's, like, articles or something or about them speaking, because you're totally right. Every female role is actually very empowered in this. Yeah. I mean, you have two leads that literally manipulate and scheme everybody and they're powerful and, they're and get their parents fe- back together yes, they, yeah. they win in the end and they're two female leads yep the house uh, is run one. by the grandmother the like yeah. all of those things even the uh the 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 woman he's gonna marry vicky vicky, vicky yeah, like, like they are two females again the villain is a female yeah and not like in the sense of like i don't even think she's painted as like a cleat like a bad villain mm-hmm. she's just clear she wants like they lay it out thick like she has what she wants mm-hmm. and she just wants a husband with money and it's not sense in the sense of like they never presented to me like there's some movies that would present this as like this is how all women are yeah and this is just like no nah, that's her thing yep and I'm like, great, I buy it. That's yeah. a character. <laughs> I love it. And like the women, women run the girls' camp. Yes. I feel like that wouldn't even like uh, men would be running it. I guess even a girls' camp, but like it makes I don't know. It's just a very cool. Yeah, I'd be proud to show that to people. Yeah, and to you. You, you did. I'm proud and to I show loved it. it to you. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a delightful movie. So uh, I don't know if I have anything else to say about this. I think this is a great one. I will. See, I'm, I'm going to look forward to talking to my sister about yeah, it and I'm seeing if she'll hear. show her, her daughters and her son, of course, because uh, he'll watch anything. <laughs> I think for the most part. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. <laughs> I could be wrong. But I have one question I want to ask because this, of course, my podcast is about I will watch anything once. Yeah. So the big question is uh, what – I'm trying to get right and used to asking the, asking this question because I think I've forgotten the last time I uh-huh. the last time I recorded. Uh, what is there movies that you choose not to watch or do you avoid? Um, I'll watch almost anything. Mm-hmm. The the ones that I avoid, I I really don't like scary like really scary movies. Uh, like I have no interest in seeing like The Purge or mm-hmm. especially like. Modern horror movies, I want nothing to do with because I feel like I spend enough of my time scared <laughs> that I don't need to like actively seek it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I love seventies horror. Movies. I love mo- like horror movies that make you think um, or or that fuck with your head a little bit more. But the one just jump scares just for scary sake, I, I don't want anything to do with. But other than that, like, I, I can't think of any movies that. I won't watch. Um, I was a film major in college and like just I, I feel like I got uh, exposed to like a lot of really cool different movies. And I um, live with uh, my best friend for nine years and he um, likes a ton of like eccentric, more like John Watersy, like Russ Meyer kind of like I feel yeah. like I've, I've been exposed to a lot of different movies, even though I get made fun of a lot by Alex for there's like really big movies that I should have seen that I haven't seen <laughs> for some reason but uh, like Whatever Happened to Baby Jane was one that I've yeah. never seen that I probably should have along the way but just kind of missed it but yeah I don't I don't think I, I, I love movies I love TV I love movies there's nothing except for huge jump scares and I'll even if it's a movie like I went and saw The Guest The Invitation which one was it the one that was out the invitation was the most recent one. I, went, I saw the invitation, even About though I knew a culty kind of thing. I've, I've only yeah. heard about it. Like even that, like because I heard and like it follows and stuff. Thing movies like that. 
because like what I was talking about with Hunt for the Wilder People and the Lobster and things like that, like if I think it has a unique take on something, I'll be open to it, even if I know that'll scare me. But movies like The Witch and th- like The Purge, all I, that, I just uh, I can't. I'm the same do. way. I have that same with you. We're all on the same page. I avoid almost every scary movie mm-hmm. unless there's a visual. Uh, or a storytelling element that seems different from the rest of the scares. Yeah. And that's why I did actually see Witch, because I think Witch is actually, it deviates. It's scary and uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah. But it's like, it just feels like they decided, it doesn't even feel like a traditional film at all. It just feels like, oh, there's this folktale. We're just going to make it a film, like this folktale, make it cinematic. Yeah. But then, like, on the same way, like, It Follows, I was like, well, that looks interesting. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. And then I, uh, did you happen to see The Green Room? No, I no. That one was one where I was like, no, that looks like I, my nightmare. Will, it is a nightmare, but in the best uh, way. I will like watch it at home when it comes out. No. I will encourage you to watch it. Okay, I'll think about <laughs> because it. Because to me, it is a great film. Like okay, and to me, it's more in my mind. If you don't like violence, maybe stay away from it because the violence is like, yeah. Oh, it's there, and it doesn't shy away from being. But to me, it's more of a thriller that happens to have. Uh, it includes some horror aspects, yeah. but it's not jumps to me. It, to me, it's that the tension gets raised so high so fast, Ooh. and so you're just having to sit in the tension. And it's some of the best acting from young actors. Unfortunately, with Anton Yelchin, I think he's he passed yeah. away. Unfortunately, he's, he's his performance is just wow. Yeah. Like, I'll consider. I'll think I about just watching it. it. It's scary. <laughs> Even just thinking about it makes me uh, uneasy. The way I'll be able to see it is, um, oh gosh, I'm such a baby about this stuff. It usually just falls on Alex because that's who I usually see movies with. But if he's seen it, like he had seen It Follows and he had warned me, he's like, just there's one part that might, or there's like one or two parts that might make you jump. So if I know that going into it, that then I can watch it and enjoy it without holding my breath the entire mm-hmm. time or covering, I literally have to cover my face and my ears sometimes because I get so scared. There was a trailer before the invitation. There was a trailer. Oh, I I wish I can't remember what the movie's called. I think it's just about to come out now. Um, And the trailer scared me so bad that it made me not like the movie. The the invitation. Like it ruined the movie for me because it it almost made me cry. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm really really, scared. I get uh, get really scared. I'm the same way. I I have to talk a lot through movies. If I I mean, of course, in a movie theater, I can't do that. But yeah. if I'm at home watching a scary movie, I will talk out loud to get through it and things like that. And then I choose. There's very few people that can get me to go see it. And one's yeah. one of my oldest brother who loves scary movies. And he laughs at me because I will. It's weird. When I go see a scary movie in the movie theater, I will jump Physically, I will jump once, mm-hmm. and that's it. Through the whole, <laughs> there will be at, always one scare that I will literally be like, ah! and he will laugh at me and make fun of me every time. I love it. that. <laughs> is that this? Is that your thing that you won't see? Have you ever answered it for yourself? Uh, this? I think that is it. Like mm-hmm. they're the ones I avoid. Yeah. Like if someone does. There's movies that, like, The House of the Devil was one while mm-hmm. back that I was like, oh, I heard things good about it. I'll sit down and watch it. And I watched it with Ryan Hitchcock. Good, We know him and a friend of mine. And good, I, good friend of the podcast. Good friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But we are very, like, he could, I was, like, squirming yeah. in a couch next yeah. to him and having to constantly talk to him while watching it. And then by the, or I end, and then by the end of the movie, I end up hating it because, like, the plot of it makes no sense yeah. to me. And I'm just like, yeah, get the, you 
you raised the tension, but then none of this added up. So I always go back and forth between I'm too scared because mm. I give in, or I just get upset at horror movies because I'm like, no one's acting. Yeah, no one's acting. I don't get anybody's choices. Oh yeah. I so have when to, I watch like a movie sense. like Green Room, or even It Falls, which I had issues with, but like I buy what some of the choices these people, these yeah. characters are making to deal with what's going on, and I'm like, okay, I'll watch. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. What are the before we go? I just want to say, what are you the you said seventies horror movies? What are your like top three that you oh, would man. suggest people or one even one's fine. Um, the thing is yes. amazing. Um, the Shining, of course. You know, it's not a, these aren't huge deep cuts. I'm trying to right. think. Who cares? They don't have to be deep cuts. Oh man, I'd say those two are the first two that came to mind. I feel like there's one more. Oh, I can't think of it right now. I guess I'll. I guess no one will ever know. No one I think will there's know. one more though that I um, will actively seek out, and I can't remember what it is. That's okay. Though. That's all right. Oh, those two. Those work two for are me. great. So thank you. Yeah, thank me. you. This yeah. is so fun. It's a pleasure. If you want more from Deborah Tarika, you can follow her on Twitter at Instant Deborah. Also, you can check her out at UCB. She has two great shows. The first being Assembly, which is the second and fourth Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. at UCB Sunset. It's her, including other staff and teachers at UCB, performing a great improv show. Also, you can see her and Alex Fernie co-host a great show called Required Viewing. It's every second Sunday of the month at 8.30 p.m. at UCB's Inner Sanctum Cafe. It's a movie show. They actually do screenings of movies, which um, a lot of great guests from the movie industry and television come and they pick films and they discuss those films before they go on. I actually saw the very first um, Zatachi film, The Blind Swordsman, with their guest Andy Richter, but there's other great uh, movies they show as well as they have great guests every month. So definitely check out Deborah at all of that on Twitter and at those great UCB shows. If you are enjoying I Will Watch Anything Once, please follow the podcast on Twitter as well as Instagram and Snapchat at IWWAO. As well as we have a Tumblr, I Will Watch Anything Once.tumblr.com. And if you have movies that you think I should watch and discuss on the podcast, please send me a message on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Send me a, on Tumblr as well as the email. I will watch anything once at gmail.com. I will happily watch the movies that you, the listeners, would like me to watch and discuss. But definitely send those suggestions over because I want to watch more movies. Also, you can support this podcast and others on the Boardwalk Audio Network. All you have to do is go onto the Boardwalk Audio website. There's a link that says support the artists. All you do is got to click on that. It will direct you to Amazon.com, do your normal shopping, and we'll get a small kickback that will help all the great podcasts here on the Boardwalk Audio Podcast Network. Definitely please help us out, and please go on iTunes and please rate, review, and subscribe to I Will Watch Anything Once. That will definitely bring more listeners to the podcast, and I would love for more people to hear my great guests discuss the movies that they choose with me. So thank you again for listening to the podcast. And remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain. 
my it. saved by the bell when they went to Hawaii. Basically, yeah. I love that there was an era like in the nineties or like late eighties, nineties where like putting a show in Hawaii was like the the crown jewel of like a, a oh, I love it. But like, I would be so on board with that. I've tried to think about things where I'm like, what can I write where I can put it somewhere where I actually want to go? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Good way of playing. <laughs> this episode of I Will Watch Anything Once was brought to you by RhetoricCoffee.com. Use the promo code BOARDWALK to get 30% off your first roast. Again, RhetoricCoffee.com, promo code BOARDWALK for 30% off your very first roast. <laughs> Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.